Hey guys, welcome to the Living and Collective podcast, where we are inspiring and equipping women into living their full lives while working together as the collective. collective I am in my last day in Park City and I have my favorite Park City people with me today I'm super super excited about this I have silver medal Olympians in the house lots of uh, friends in Austin have met them but we have Valerie Fleming and Shauna Robach 2006 silver medal bobsled winners Hey. Hey. <laughs> They're so excited about being on the podcast. Like, how does this work? Um, anyway, we have lots of questions for them today, and I'm excited for you guys to get to meet them. Most recently, they were on The Bachelorette. You might have seen them. They're very in my life. <laughs> That's very, what I'm famous for. <laughs> they're very famous now on the street. People are like, weren't you on The Bachelorette? Yes. Um, which, if you know them well, is probably their most like embarrassing <laughs> moment. But they took, what? what's her name? Um, <laughs> Becca. Becca and one of her. Yep, that was Garrett. Her name. Gar- yeah, Garrett. down on the bobsled. Um, this past winter yes. was that December or something? Actually, it was in March. Was oh in wow! March. And I think he's like in the. Maybe it's tonight. Oh I don't really? Know. Or there's a final. I think he's Abby one of the last. It. Okay. He's so one of the last two. Innocent. Okay. That's it all could I know. Be him. It could be him. It maybe could. you said they were making out the whole time. So. The whole time. <laughs> Um, anyways, they are living in Park City and tell us what you guys are up to now. Um, I'm the program manager at the Utah Olympic Park, uh, for bobsled and skeleton development. It's Valerie, by the way. Oh yeah, that's Val. Now, Shauna, (laughs) what are you doing, Shauna? (laughs) So, I just took on a role of an assistant coach for the U.S. national team, for the bobsled team. So this year I'll be traveling with them. Uh, before I was working as a driving coach with Valerie at the Utah Olympic Park. So, big role change there. Yeah. Well, and y'all both just went to the Olympics this past year, right? Were you coaching there? Yeah, so I coached uh, the U.S. and Brazil. Okay. So, double time and Valerie. Yeah, I was an official for women's bobsled. So, kind of making sure everybody's following the rules. And if there's any issues, I was part of the jury. Yeah. So. Okay, let's go back. Like, we all are both athletes all growing up kind of tell us we'll start with Shauna your kind of background before bobsled and then what led you to that (laughs) uh so I was track and soccer um basketball in high school and then ended up uh was a dual sport athlete in college so was a heptathlete and soccer athlete just that um, that's it all american in both all, all american <laughs> in both and yeah then, don't be humble here girls yeah. we need to hear it all <laughs> and then uh one day at track practice uh at byu at byu yeah correct thanks um they were looking for better brakemen at the time and it was going to be the first time women's olympics or women were going to be in the olympics was in 2002 so in 99 i guess he probably told me in 98 uh at track practice, our coach said, hey, you know, had someone come today and said they're going to have a tryout. If you guys want to do that, go ahead. And I thought, man, that'd be kind of cool. You know, if the Olympics, if it happens, home Olympics in your home state, home country, like, I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that. Yeah. The first time, you know, 
inaugural season for or Olympics for bobsled. So I went and tried out and uh, ended up making the team. And from there was, uh, yeah, I went on to bobsled. But, Did you um, move to Park City right then to start training? Or no, train? so I lived in Orem, so it's 45 minutes away. Okay. So I just drove up okay. and down from from there. And then, uh, yeah, I ended up not making 2002. And, uh, and then ended up, you know, going on and crushing it. Yeah, went went for 2006 and won a silver medal. So. And then how long did you compete? Was I 12, 12 years? Yeah, but four, three years as a brakeman and, and nine, nine years as a pilot. Yeah, as a pilot. Oh, wow. Good thing I have to ask Valerie because I don't even remember. Team Mark, I like <laughs> it. All right, Val, what about you? Um, so I competed for nine years all as a brakeman. I grew up in California and I was a track athlete. And all I wanted to do was go to the Olympics. And growing up, my my parents were Olympic family. We always watched winter, summer, didn't matter. Um, always watched the Olympics. It was like a big deal. And so all I can remember from being young is that I wanted to be a part of that. Never did I think it'd be in a winter sport. So I was a track athlete, a sprinter, and then I turned javelin thrower in college. Um, and then I had a bunch of issues with my elbow and surgeries and thought, okay, I'm done. This isn't going to happen. I went back to school. I went to grad school. And then I, right when I was graduating and I was, I got a job at, it's a place called the Rikus Center. And it's kind of like a high performance center, velocity sports type, you know, performance, Mm -hmm. um, for athletes of all ages. Um, I kept running into a few friends that were like, you need to try bobsled. And I just kind of blew him off, blew him off for like three months and it just kept happening. And then one day he, my friend Ben walked in and was like, when are you, I'm trying out for the bobsled team. I'm going to Calgary. So he called the coach right there at my job and they're like, well, send in your resume. And this again is back in the Bay area, back in California. And I sent in my resume and the coach, you know, my athletic resume and the coach wrote back and said, invited me to go to Lake Placid just a few weeks later. I went out to Lake Placid, um, tested well to then be invited to come to Park City. But in the meantime, I had zero money, just finished grad school. So I had to ask my parents to help help send me out to Lake Placid and Park City. And my mom, who's always been very supportive and all about the Olympics, was like, sure, you know, keep following your dream. And um, this was in the fall of 2003, uh, October, of, and I came out to Park City. And that's actually where I met Shauna and we got paired up as a team because she was a beginning pilot and I was a, get, learning to be a brakeman. I mean, yeah. the first time I ever saw a bobsled. <laughs> and um, made the team and have been involved ever since. Forgot so. to mention I did play a little bit of soccer in there. You did? I know, just a little bit. A little bit. It's like national, all kinds of record-breaking, little, right? Little don't pro, you still hold little the, pro soccer. Don't you hold the same record and goals scored at BYU? And like, I don't know if it was top eight. So we'll just say top ten in the nation for over. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. I just minor. And then most recently, Shauna got asked to be on a special council. President's Council on Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. Yep, super excited to meet the council members and uh, see what we can do for sports for our youth and 
get them more active and also just Americans in general. That's awesome. We were talking a little bit the other day about just youth getting off technology and trying to figure out the balance of that, kind of the safety net working parents use for that versus kids out and about. And Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge struggle to figure out how to get kids away from technology and video games and you know, I think now as a mom and the security of having, looking over and seeing your kid there playing a video game as opposed to down the street not knowing what's happening, you know, with those kids, it's, it's going to be really tough for us to get them a little more active and see what we can do for them. Yeah. So do you have like a term that you sit on that, like a certain number of years or? Yeah, two years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So just to fast forward, continuing you guys won the bronze the silver I can't believe I said bronze <laughs> the silver and I've even worn the medal oh, yes it's really heavy and um then you guys what happened after that <laughs> um got married yeah had two kids and mm-hmm. obviously retired from the sport and have been Trying to juggle a family and traveling moms and, I mean, specifically Shauna, but, um, you know, I've been taking more roles traveling as well, like mm-hmm. different positions within bobsled and skeleton. So, um, trying to juggle that and figure out how to stay balanced, I guess. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Val's a little bit of a single parent during the winter, so. Yeah. It's a little bit tough. <laughs> Way to recognize that, Shauna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Like, I know oh. how tough it is. Okay, so let's talk a little about the transition that you guys went from athlete and just you told me a little bit of your kind of training schedule and I mean it is I'm not gonna say a selfish time, but I think as any oh, athlete you I have to spend yep. so much time and it sounds like recovering you know, we're talking about rolling and you know, yeah. all the 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 way that you spent your days then versus now. Um, take us like a day in the life then, and then kind of how that's transitioned and how you guys still stay fit now. Well, I think, I mean, when we were training and you're full bore, like, you know, right after the season ends, you get a little bit of time off, but then you get back into it the end of the spring. Uh, this is for a winter athlete. Um, just the way the seasons fall. Um, we're training six days a week. Um, maybe four, four out of the six days are double days. Um, and when I say double days, it's a lift and a run, um, like sprints or push track, practicing, pushing a bobsled on wheels. Clarify that run. Yeah. Uh, not, not distance run, (laughs) all, all sprints, um, with full recovery. Um, nothing I like to do with Lacey, by the way. (laughs) Yes. If you want to get these girls going, just tell them you're going to go out for a jog. Yeah. Not going to happen. My jog is 400 meters tops. Anyway. Um, but seriously, it's, um, you know, you, you, you'd be planning out your weeks based on, or your cycles, like three week cycles on what your training is and hopefully no injuries involved in there, but it's not just a matter of like, you have a two hour sprint session and hurdle drills or whatever track session, and then maybe have a break for, for lunch and then go on to a weightlifting session, another two to three hours, just depending on what's on the agenda. But you're also making sure you need to get in time for PT, physical therapy every day, usually, or at least depending on if you have issues or not, even if you don't have issues, uh, trying to fit in maybe two to three times a week. 
Because uh, recovery is just as important as the workout. Yeah. Is it is an athlete? So and sometimes if you're not doing it, then you know you're, yeah. you're gonna get injured at some point. Are we talking point. like ice baths? Yeah, that's what I was ice gonna say. Baths. Ice baths daily, sometimes twice a day after each workout. Um, massages, but they're not. Everybody's like, "Ooh, sorry, you had to get a massage," but they're not always comfortable massages. Right. Like, and it's when not a full a, body massage. It's no, usually it's like specific to a knot in your like somewhere and they're yeah. digging in. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. So. And chiropractor, acupuncture, and just trying to fit it in and also making sure, you know, the finances, because a lot of that's not, it's not covered by insurance or it's not uh-huh. covered and, you know, so. Um, I wouldn't have even thought about that. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is a challenge. Um, and then wanting to also have a life and not being surrounded just by eat, sleep, drink, training, everything's training, you know? Do you feel like you guys did have a, like a social life balance or during the time that y'all were competing, it was pretty full on? I think pre-2006, we weren't as good about having as balanced of a social life. And then Mm -hmm. afterwards, I don't know if it's like... I think it made it easier though, having each other because we didn't have to go out and do like and both of us are a little bit of homebodies. Yeah. So we could just like binge watch movies and be okay with that for right. resting. When you've and had someone else that kind of like recognized yeah, and going appreciated through going through the yeah. same thing. Like exactly. that's so rare. Yeah. No, we were lucky in that way, but it also made it harder because we spent all of our time together. So. <laughs> yeah. Our, <laughs> friend, our friends thought we were pretty lame though. Cause they're like, you need to get out. Come on, let's go do something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but I'm tired. I'm tired. So, but as you, I think, you know, years go by and you start training smarter, not harder. Like Mm -hmm. as cheesy as that sounds, it's really true because towards the end of our career, when we were 32, 33 and you're competing, especially like me as a brakeman, you know, I'm expendable. Like if I get hurt, I'm out, you know? And whereas if Shauna is a pilot, if she gets hurt, she's still it's her name on the sled she's the one driving it down the track so if she gets hurt that sucks but she still gets to compete Mm -hmm. and you just hope you get a big strong brakeman behind you and i think as i got older it wasn't you know people the training i had to be smarter about training smarter about resting and it was hard when i had a 24 year old that was at my heels or something that yeah that i'm like they're squatting three times a week and i'm like i can squat only once every 10 days you know Mm -hmm. or something so but I was probably in better shape at 33 than I was at 26 going into the sport and definitely better than when I was 29 when I won, when we won our medal. So So I think you do learn as you go along and you learn what worked and what isn't working. And then, like she said, you do train smarter instead of harder. Yeah. I love that. I keep hearing that praise. And you said that to me the other day when Uh, we had done a bunch of stairs Stairs. and you're like, let's go this route. (laughs) Smarter, not harder. Nah. But how are your calves feeling? Oh, better today. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, I've had the awesome chance to work out with you guys since this month, since I've been up here, and um, they put me through some brutal workouts. So we went up and ran the stairs on the Nordic um, ski jumps. At the UOP. At the UOP. And I was like, oh, that looks awesome. And we had one day seen some of the ski team. They were doing it. And I was like, oh, that doesn't look that bad. I the really Nordic to try that. guys that actually do. Yeah, that actually do it. That have <laughs> mad cardio. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that doesn't look so bad. And you get about like 30 stairs yeah, in. It doesn't like, ah! take very long. I'm blown up. <laughs> oh and you only have a thousand more to go. Gosh. It was yeah. good though. But we all have been <clears throat> hobbling around because it gets your calves like no other. Yeah. Yeah. But. Our, 
Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to expand on now being moms and yeah, that's exactly yeah. where I was going. So talk, yeah. let's talk to us about that now. Your transition, yeah. like where, like your priorities with health and fitness, like where yeah. does that fit in? So I think life? it's evolved a little bit from baby, newborn to now having older. I mean, I think both of us went through the depression that athletes go through because you get done and you've had this goal your whole life and now you're like ugh. Mm-hmm. and not that raising a kid isn't a goal just trying to keep alive every day because it really is the goal <laughs> as they it's seek like out you're death talking yourself into that <laughs> just trying to make myself have a goal every day um don't let them die but yeah I think you know when Finley was um when we started working out again, I think, uh, Finley obviously was a newborn and she'd only nap for 30 minutes. So I would have my workout clothes on, put her in the crib, run down, jump on the treadmill or have the weights ready to go, you know, lift at 30 minutes, exactly crying. So you're like, all right, guess we're done. You know, there were times when I do the run and then bring her in there and put her in like a little on the ground or a little stroller and let her roll around in the garage and yeah. See if I could finish, but there's always crying and the workouts are always broken up. So you definitely don't get as quality of workout as when you were an athlete. And, you know, in the beginning, I think that was really frustrating because you're like, I can't, I'm in the middle of a set, like stop crying. Right. I can't, you have 30 more seconds, you right. know, and I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so that quickly stops and your workouts are not as great. And well, I think like you said, well, obviously priorities change, but you're selfish. I I think to be a top elite athlete, you you are selfish because it's all about you, making sure you're recovering, maybe what you're doing. Yeah, but I but I, I I do think you know maybe as long as you're not disrespecting other people. But I mean, yeah. you are like it is about you, and because if you're having a bad day or things aren't going well, like or you're trying to make a team, no one else cares. They're gonna get that take that next person. So yeah. Yeah. there is that element of. No one's going to look out for me except me. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you have a baby, things change. Like I can't just go work out whenever or go do whatever I want whenever I want. Yeah. So, um, but I was really, after having a, a baby, I was really unmotivated. Um, and I think I got pregnant, you know, pretty soon after my career. And I think I had a hard time because, you know, it's your body's lot. changing. Yeah. And I'm like, I still could be competing if I wanted to be Mm -hmm. you know and but we were advanced maternal age right exactly at 35 or whatever (laughs) before but um you're so old yeah but and so and I think you know it's like difficult when you're like well the guys you know they get to have a kid and they can still keep going because they're not having the child and you know it just would so anyway I, I wasn't motivated and it took probably almost I mean, I kept working out, but I just wasn't loving it. It was just a matter of trying to get a workout Were in. Were you kind of like, what's the point? Like, Yes, yeah, so I was like, I, have, like a, I, I didn't have a goal. Like a goal. I didn't. I was like, it was easy for me to talk myself out of doing something because I'm like, mm-hmm. at least I'm doing something. But it ended up every time I did a workout, it was like, oh, I got 20 minutes in or I got 30 minutes in or a workout, you know, like, quote unquote. It wasn't much of one, but. Um, it took probably for me two years, I think, or maybe three, Mm -hmm. like after, um, that I finally, well, I started doing Orange Theory and I, there was little challenges that were set and I kind of, you know, was something that pushed me to something 
um, that yes, I didn't have before. Yes, my one and only experience in Orange Theory <laughs> was with these two girls. There was like a rowing competition. Oh, It was a yeah. three-team. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, yes, we did. And I was like, oh, great, my first time here. And... <clears throat> All you need is two Olympians yelling at you because they want to win. Like, they just crush every competition in the whole. That's funny. That was great. But you did. You, you did. did. We awesome. won. Yeah, we did win. Up, I think we beat all the classes. I think too. We, we did. Yeah. And out of the men. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. So. Okay, so that's an interesting thing. Like, did you have to kind of shift your priorities of, like, what is your goal now with working out? And, it like, how do you define that with y'all's lives now? Like, what's your goal? You're more motivated well, I'm more motivated, well, because I obviously want to be a fit mom, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, I want my kids to see, like, that this is, yeah. th- this is part of being healthy and, like, being active, and we don't just, you know, lay around the house and, you know, watch TV or be on the iPads or whatever. I mean, even if, you know, we're in the house, I, I try to encourage them to do some of the workouts not force them, but encourage some of that and being mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, it's cool to be, to be strong and to be fit. And, um, yeah, but I think sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, yeah. they care. But I think having a, a girl as well, you know, there's so many magazines out there for body image that is, is really poor. So, um, I think working out and us both saying, I'm not working out to be skinny. Right. And we both emphasize we're working out to be fit. We want our heart to be healthy, our brains to be healthy, our bodies to be healthy. And, and to so, feel strong and to feel empowered that I don't need somebody else and I can do this. And yeah. yeah, so we try and, you know, emphasize that as opposed to I'm doing it so I look good and fit my, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course you want to look good. And you know, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, like, wait a minute. Well, I, I do. Saying, I mean, that's my motivation, but, you know, I think but I for them to We won't say that, that to Finley. Like, I won't say that I'm only doing it. So right. I want to, you know. Well, I think regardless, and I was talking to someone the other day about this too, like working out just kind of makes you feel better even in the morning, just can like shift your whole mindset for the day and you're like, you know, get your hormones pumping and just kind of like can be a better mom too. Yeah. I think you have this whole checklist too in a date, right? And, but if you haven't done that workout it's almost like that's the biggest one that needs to be checked off. Mm-hmm. So if you can do that and check that off, then it's almost like everything else. If you don't get those done, it's okay. Yeah. But the workout is the big it, one that and it changes makes you feel better. Oh, yeah. Mindset. Oh, I sure. am super grumpy if I don't work out. Yeah. I mean, but I don't, I don't always want to, but. Right. But there's times yeah. we're sitting there and we're like, oh, what are we going to do? We have the list of things to do. And, you know, both of us are like, well, we were going to work out, but I don't want to. And then it's like. No, it makes us, you know, it is. I'm definitely more motivated to do things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel so much better. And again, it doesn't have to be a two hour workout or, you know, even if it's Just something. Yes. And I wanting like the kids to be active and us to go out. We, it's easy where we live that we can go out on a trail right out the door and just hike. You I know, know, I mean, it's terrible here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's when I have to have that outer body experience that picks me off the couch, goes and puts my clothes on, and <laughs> all of a sudden I realize I'm lifting and running. I always say to a lot of my clients, too, I'm like, the hardest part of a workout is, like, getting Start. to the workout or starting yeah, it. Yeah, and, um, That's And Sean and I have true. had a few workouts this month where... We're like moaning and groaning, but then we get like 10, 20 minutes into it, and then we just like, what's next? What's next? And yeah. do you want to do more stairs? Do you want to do it again? Do you want to run it? <laughs> now we felt it for the rest of the week. Oh, gosh. 
I know, lots of commiserating on that. Um, all right, so a couple more things. I want to touch on this um, topic of kind of like there's an inner athlete in all of us. And I hear a lot of moms, um, even like fit moms, and I'm like, well, you're an athlete, and people are really down on themselves. And it's funny to talk to you guys because obviously y'all are pro pro, but what does it mean to a normal person? Like, can you be an athlete at any age, and what does that mean? Does it Does it have to mean going to the Olympics? Can it? just mean like the discipline of performing like how would you describe that yeah I mean I think it's the discipline of getting up and making yourself do the workout right like you said that's the hardest part mm -hmm. and that's I, I mean even athletes struggle with that getting up you know there are days that I got up and was like oh my gosh I do not want to go put 300 pounds on my back and squat that like I don't want to do it yeah so yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think no matter what body type, whatever, you know, you are, I think there is that inner athlete. And mm -hmm. I think as a human, there's everybody wants to compete. Mm -hmm. So, and whether it's with yourself or against somebody else, you know, I see a lot of moms at Orange Theory and never really been an athlete. But when you start a competition, they're like, you know, there's another switch turned yeah. on. And I don't even know if mm -hmm. that they know they have it. Right. But. Um, I just think it's human nature to want to kind of compete and beat the other person. That's so, so true. Um, and I think you need to like set a goal, find something, you know, like find something that you like or you're interested in or, and who cares, you know, obviously everybody, you know, people like to win or they're like, Oh, if I wasn't the best then they're disappointed. But mm -hmm. I mean, I see some of my friends that moms that are like, just signing up to do a triathlon, which they've never done anything like that before. And I'm like, I'm inspired because I'm afraid to do that. Like, yeah. I know I wasn't, you know, I always joke. I'm not built like that. I, I was speed and power. I don't do that. I, but I'm afraid to do it too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm afraid like to do a triathlon, you yeah. know, because it will suck and it will be hard, <laughs> but I know there's a sense of accomplishment to it. And I guess, not being afraid because, okay, I was an elite athlete, but that stuff scares me because yeah. I've never done it. And, um, yeah, I, I guess just, you know, like she said, doing something that it doesn't matter if you were to that level or not, uh -huh. um, finding it. And I don't know. I think you can surprise yourself yeah. what you can do and what yeah. people can do. I think it's from the smallest to the biggest. Like if you wanted to run a mile in a certain amount of time, then you go out, see where you're at and then pick a time that you want to be under. Right. That could but be, actually yeah. do it. Yeah. That could be you a know? small goal. And then obviously other people want to do a triathlon and I don't, you know, I think everybody's at a different level. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people get discouraged because they see people that want to do the triathlon, but they don't really want to do that. So mm -hmm. they, I don't know if they get angry with themselves or don't feel like they're doing their best. Right. But maybe they, you know, I, I wouldn't do a triathlon. I know my limits. Like I'm, I hate swimming. I hate running. <laughs> like I hate anything distant. So I'm not going to like, I, I don't care. Like if you want to go do that, right. high five, congratulations. Yeah. I'm going to go do something else over here. And I'm happy with that. I'm completely fine. Yeah. And I think, you know, like... You're like, just going to crush all the speed stuff at Orange mm -hmm. Theory. Yeah, like exactly. That. But Val was saying one day, you know, they were at Orange Theory, they were having an issue with people because there were competitions. People didn't want to compete. And it was like, you don't have... They don't make you compete. Right. But people were feeling intimidated because mm -hmm. there was a competition. Right. And they didn't want to do that. And I just think... I know, have a little of that in me. Like, yeah, I mean... 
great. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too, and I, and I like, don't want to do it. But well, I do too, and I walk know. in, and then you have to compete. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna tell you the competition tonight. Well, then, you know, uh, and then I want to, right? But, but I, I mean, I do the same. I go in there, and I'm like, oh, I'm not. Whatever, it's not a big deal. I don't really care. But then I'm like, my pride or something, yeah. or I'm like. No, I can't just slack off and not really do it, you know? And you so. have to remember with all of these things, like even um, a triathlon or doing, you know, a 5K, in the, mo- in the moment your time, like, matters and your, where your place, and then, like, literally the next day, like, no one cares. It's yeah. over, and it, does, yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter. Right. And that's why I really tell myself, does. I'm like, no one even will know your time or care or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I really wish, like, I tell a lot of clients in Austin, I'm like, just, I love doing road races in the spring, you know, 5k to half marathon mm-hmm. and just being out there in the early morning and you're just surrounded yeah. by all these other athletes, all ages, size, shapes, and it's so inspiring. And you're yeah. like, Oh, I wish everyone would just sign up to do that just for the experience of yeah. it and to be like, and they're probably all having the same thoughts everybody else is having, you know, exactly like being worried or how, you know, yeah. am I feeling okay? Or I'm not feeling great, but right. You know, then I think it goes back to, you know, people are just, they build stuff up too much and they care what other people think. Right. And in the end, you need to do it for yourself, not for other people. Yeah. So. Because other people are thinking about themselves. Right. Especially elite <laughs> athletes. It's just all about them. Selfish. <laughs> Except you selfish guys. For selfish people. Except you guys. All right. So a couple more minutes here. We're going to hop back to the Olympics. I want to know. If in your words describing the moment when you guys won the silver medal, I just know everyone will want to know that. Like, is that the highlight of your life minus the kids? Yeah, but it's it's funny. You try and put it into words, but it really is indescribable. Like, you've worked your whole life to that moment, and then it's there, and it's like, oh my gosh, this actually happened. Yeah, it happened. You know. Do you have, did you have like an out of body kind of experience where you look back and it was like super fuzzy and Oh, I remember going down the track on the fourth run and it was actually actually things were really clear. Um there was four people standing in these curves six, seven, and eight, which are all right hand turns, and they had these big huge cowbells and they I could hear them super clear, like dung dung, dung dung. And I was thinking, I don't know why. Man, donut sounds so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Maybe That's if she wasn't awesome. thinking that, we would have gold. I don't yeah, know. I know, I mean, right? I nailed six, seven, eight. But <laughs> the, I don't know. And then I was like, I got through there and I was like, oh my gosh, I, what are you doing? Get it together. You're, you're going for a medal at the Olympic Games. And then it was like, you know, drive it. I mean, it was fine, but it was just really, it was so weird that that moment was like stopped. In, in those curves. And I, I mean, I feel like I saw the people. I saw them standing there. Like, it's like it slow-mo. Was, yeah, it was just really weird. And then um, after coming across the finish line, and they uh, there's like an uphill and then um, a flat and then another uphill. And there's a box, a little box that hangs down that tells you the number. And so if, if it had a one in it, we knew that we at least won the silver medal. Because um, they do reverse order. The fourth run is slowest to fastest, like yeah. on your ranking. So we were in second place on the fourth run. So I had to hold my position. So if it had a two, then I knew I fell back to a bronze medal. Okay. So I needed it to say one to know that I didn't fall back. So, and I was like coming out of the sled trying to see that box, and it seemed like it took 
an eternity to get up that outrun. And it probably was like, you know, split second. Yeah. But it was crazy to, to come up. And then I saw that one and I was just like, oh, it was, yeah, undescribable, I think. Yeah. And same thing, that outrun, like for me, I, I, the whole run, I'm, my head's between my legs. Like I can't see anything and it felt like a good run, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Wait, um, your head's between your legs? Yeah. Cause I'm holding onto handles that are down by my feet and I'm in a, I'm bent over. My helmet is between my knees. I didn't know you were so, that flexible. So different. Oh, I'm not, not that flexible. <laughs> G forces make me that flexible. Okay. No joke. I, it's no joke. I have to put foot pegs um, for my feet to have a slight bend in my knee because if not, I do feel like my hamstrings will yeah. ping off. So I have to have something so I can push push back and keep my core tight so I don't have all that pressure in my hamstrings and my back. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not flexible <laughs> at all. Um, but so for me, it was like, and I was in the, the breaking stretch in Torino was really bumpy and the ice was hard and it was really the brakes are like a big claw that comes down that's what you're pulling to stop and you're going 80 miles an hour and now you're trying to stop it with just me basically like me doing a dead deadlift to slow down a 400 plus pound sled so yeah, going 80 um, miles an hour yeah. so it's but that's why it's on an uphill to help slow you down but um same thing i mean it was bumpy I couldn't see anything. I was waiting for her. I was really waiting for Shauna's reaction because mm -hmm. I knew I, we had known the track and I knew where the, you know, where the box was that I had to wait for her. I actually don't remember ever seeing the one. I just remember seeing her arms go up in the air and start screaming that <laughs> I knew we had an Olympic medal at yeah. that point. So, and it was exciting. I mean, my whole family was there. My sister and her husband and another good friend from high school and her husband and then my mom and dad and so it was and then our best friend you know Megan and her parents like so it was exciting to know to win that medal and have family there and yeah you know to be there to experience it as well oh my God. I wish I knew you then I would have been there <laughs> we yeah. uh I've known you guys what now like six years five yeah. years it's gonna keep getting better yeah, you were, I met you right when you were, right before you had a, no, right when you were pregnant with Olivia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about how many years we've been out here. Um, all right. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah, Any thanks. last, like, words of advice? I know, um, you know, from my perspective and getting to know you guys, um, I put y'all on a pedestal, but you're just normal people, too, and your mom's just like us, and we can commiserate together, and we're just trying to be in this together but any kind of like last words of wisdom for maybe like new moms moms like especially when kids start going back to school just trying to like stay motivated to yeah I think you just have to start you know I think that's I love that you just have to start somewhere because mm -hmm. it's so hard to get up and be in that groundhog's day every mom knows it yeah <laughs> the groundhog's day like and I think the workout it can be the difference in the day. You know, you're still working out, but it can be a different workout. Yeah. Where the dishes are always going to be the same, the foods, the baby diapers, <laughs> poopy diapers, whatever is going to, you know. But I think the workout, but you have to start because, I, I mean, it's so easy to not want to do anything, yeah. especially when you're exhausted. And, and I think when you're new, too, you know, have a newborn, 
20 minutes. Like, I don't think you have to do anything daunting. Yeah. Like, try and just put together 20 minutes, start it, and then... sometimes if you set, like, those huge goals, and then you're... They're just unachievable, and you're like, I don't have an hour and a half to... Well, the baby could be sick or crying or, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's... It's the unknown with that, right? I mean, I don't know how many workouts I started in two minutes in. I turned the treadmill off and walked back upstairs, and it didn't happen that day. Yeah. You know, I did push-ups and sit-ups holding her or something, so I think... You know, you have to be ready on the fly to kind of change something and... Well, and know that it doesn't have to be a weight workout or... Because, you know, you might not have that uh-huh. in your house or, or... You know, there's all kinds of different apps which are nice now that you can do body weight stuff and you don't need yeah. that. Yeah. But even if you're not doing that, get out, go go for a bike ride. I know everybody's in different, you know, different areas or what they lim- may be limited to do. But even, I think sometimes to clear your head and just go for a walk... Mm-hmm just can get you out get some fresh air just be out and do something and maybe you'll be in the heat of texas and you don't want to go for a walk (laughs) at 110 degrees i did have a friend that that just (laughs) told me that she's like i went on a bike ride this morning yeah and she's like it's actually not as bad because you know you have more airflow you're not yeah but that's what but that's what i mean (laughs) yeah but that's what i mean go in the morning or just you have to like shauna said start but make time with Mm -hmm. your Make significant it a other that this I need this time to make you a better mom or whatever because yeah. you might have more patience but or whatever it is with your partner and your 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 kids but that maybe just gives you a sense of I have time to think and I don't have and, and not in the house and just doing something else I don't know and I think it is to make it priority because you know you hear a lot of moms say I just don't have the time. <laughs> And it's what you make a priority, right? Like yeah. if there's plenty of things in your day that you make a priority and you make them happen and you could, you could do them or you don't have to do them, right. but that's a priority for you. So mm-hmm. you make it happen. And I think, you know, a workout is one of those things. It's, it's an excuse, I, I think in my mind. And I just think it's, I'm going to say it's just laziness because I think you can make it a priority. You can do it even at, at and like I said, it could be 20 minutes, mm-hmm. just starting somewhere and then growing. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have those early morning jobs, but once again, it's one of those things that you're going to have to wake up and do it. I, if I had an early morning job, I hate waking up, but I would absolutely make time for that because it's something that I feel like is important. Totally. I totally agree. So. All right. One last thing. I'm going to go over here for a second. I missed your whole, um, uh, Shauna was telling me a story the other day, how she almost quit. Before she even won in 2002. <clears throat> Just tell us the quick, like, version of that story, and then we'll end <laughs> no, with that. So quick. Uh, yeah, so I was uh, in college, obviously. I was a two-time athlete, All-American. Um, didn't really have to try. I was just naturally gifted as an athlete. Uh, so I think... But I think also I didn't try and give 100% because it was always a little bit of an excuse. And I didn't... I don't know that I really noticed it at the time but now looking back I think that maybe that was why I didn't yeah because then if I didn't achieve the goal that I wanted I could say well I didn't actually really try 100 percent right so in 2002 when I was <clears throat> trying to make the Olympic team for Salt Lake um I actually really tried like the first time I've ever really tried in my whole entire life and I didn't make the team and so that was obviously a soul checking moment of 
what what happens now? You know, there's moments in life where you're standing. I mean, I felt like it was one of those where I'm standing at the crossroads. Do I go right or left? Yeah. I continue. Do I go back to the real world and get a job? I mean, it's still fairly young, but it's something when you try that hard and you've never done it and you fail, it's like crushing. Mm -hmm. So I had to think about it and decided to continue. And and then I uh, ended up with a silver medal. So... Yeah, I almost ended because I actually failed at something. But, you know, that's like I tell my daughter. When you when you fail, that's when you learn and grow. So I love that. Oh, yeah. I fail all the time. Yeah, so <laughs> I. I fail and I fall. Just <laughs> <laughs> on, on mountain bike rides on going uphill. going uphill. <laughs> Lots of adventures going on here. Um, well, awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I am, I'm excited. Maybe we'll have you guys back. I just want everyone to like get to know you. And um, they inspire me and I learn from you guys all the time. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Lacey. helping me continue to grow. Yeah. It's my inner athlete self. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for always pushing up because I would not have done those stairs if it weren't for you. <laughs> no. I had no desire. You know it would make you grow more if you moved? I know. It would. Because we can push each other all the time. That would be awesome. Maybe mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. Goals. Yeah, Got to start somewhere. Got to right. start somewhere. You That's just have right. to start. Starting with a month here. Um, anyway, all right. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.